Hello everybody, welcome to another video. Um, so this is practice ideas and concepts. And um, so this talk is uh, going to be in line uh, with that. So the title here is Bebop Pentatonic Scales. You might not find anything that is officially labeled as a Bebop Pentatonic Scale. Um, but again, we're coming at this from a um, conceptual sort of point of view and um, the idea of things to practice. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, kind of create, creating lines and maybe limiting the number of notes. Um, So let's talk a little bit about um, kind of this um, concept here. Um, so let's say we had a, um, a chord that we're working with, and we want to outline that chord. in a way that makes it kind of clear what, what it is in a, in a melodic way, right? So let's say play an arpeggio. And that gives us kind of a lot of wide open um, intervals. Um, it also provides things that are fairly consonant, but we may not want to play um, something consonant all the time, right? So. Um, so it's beneficial to maybe mix something in. So let's get to a pentatonic um, on that. So maybe a couple couple options we could we could think of here. We have we could have okay, so let's play that chord again. So G minor seven flat five. Okay. So we here we have the root flat three flat five flat six flat seven. Okay, and then back to the root again. That's going to um, work really well for us, and we get one one tone that's outside of that that chord. Okay, now one of the uh, ideas behind, or one of the things that makes bebop scales uh, so effective, is that we can um, play consonant tones on the beat. Um, you could do also flip this around, but. 
um, just for like say the purpose of practicing and uh, outlining changes you could play the the uh, chord tones on the beat and non chord tones on the end of the beat and um, end up kind of outlining the, um, the chord itself okay so if we were to try to do that with uh, the pentatonic let's see what would happen so let's say we have one and two and three and four. Now in this circumstance, it, it kind of works. Uh, we, we're landing on uh, chord tones on, on the strong beats and then um, not on the up. But it's not always going to work out quite that, um, that nicely. So, and we'll apply this to other chords and things. But, um, so let's say we play, um, you could see at the at the end, we, the root ended up on the end of the beat, right? So we have one and two and three and. Okay, so there we're back on the root, but we are on the end of the beat. So let's, let's try this, we'll play. Okay, now what that does is when you go up an octave, you're gonna end up playing the same um, same tones on strong beats anyway um, so we get one and two and three and four okay now this could work out really well in um, three four time too because that's one thing all that's also kind of nice about the bebop scales they're eight eight notes and so it all kind of comes around after four beats have gone past so so here you might say, okay, one, two, three, one. Okay. Um, so sometimes they're going to be in four, some are going to be in three, but th that doesn't mean just, I'm not suggesting that you should use one and three and one and, and four. I'm just kind of pointing that out, how it kind of comes around like that. All right. So then we have, we have that. Now, what if we, um, what if we wanted a different kind of sound? Or what if we wanted uh, maybe a natural six? Let's check what that would sound, would sound like. Okay, so then we have that, now we have that. Sorry, let's do this again. Okay, so we just moved that six, flat six up to natural six, so. Same kind of concept. So that can take a you know a, a um, chord and um, be able to outline it you know, with that. Um, let's say we want a different kind of sound. Um, maybe we want a four. Now this the the math kind of gets a little little bit tricky. It's perfectly fine though. Um, we have one and. So now we have the 11, which is non-chord tone, landing on the strong beat, which is fine. So that is something where you could create, you know, a valid line. Um, and if you're really trying to put it into that structure or practice that structure of playing the chord tones on the beats, then you might reverse the order of the of the four and the flat five. So. So there's a 
kind of that. So different ways of, of kind of coloring that in. Um, you might also try the, try the nine. Let's say we have a, have a flat nine. So we can create a line out of that. So now we get flat three on a strong beat, which is nice. Okay, let's try it, especially ascending. Um, the, the natural nine is gonna actually sound, sound pretty good here. Uh, it may even kind of take in the roll or maybe it's a chromatic passing tone or something. Okay, so when you practice it, um, go back and keep keep reminding the ear of the chord. Keep reminding the um, the spatial visual sense of how the shape looks, where things are located, so that you have a reference point for the, the chord. Um, or for the for the um, scale or, or the notes, the line or the line you're trying to create. So uh, let's think about the um, uh, another chord. How about a dominant seven? Okay. Since we just talked about minor seven flat five, uh, let's let's look at. Um, well, we'll start with the arpeggio of a G seven. So what if we have a flat nine in there? So then we have kind of a pentatonic scale. So like a dominant pentatonic with a flat nine. So it's been adjusted a little bit. Okay. All right, so let's talk about making it uh, work in a sort of bebop sort of uh, thing. And remember the goal here is to practice something practice, maybe creating lines. Um, we don't always have to start at the root, that's for sure. You probably actually don't, don't really want to do that um, as much as some of the other tones. But, but anyway, this is what we're doing here. So, um, okay, so let's talk about this. So we, can, we always, I don't want to say always, but it's a, kind of a nice situation there with the flat seven to connect between the root and the flat seven. So let's let's try the scale. So remind ourselves of the chord. And then we have one, two, three, four. Okay. Okay, so then we have a little something that connects connects things. Um, so let's look at um, Maybe some other options there too. So, okay. So I use a different tone there. So I use the eleven. So then that connects to the five. You could also do the sharp eleven. You could also try the sharp 11 on the up and then flat and the natural 11 on the on down. Okay. You also try the, the natural um, 9 on the way up and the flat 9 on the way down. And maybe mix that in with the other things. So. 
So just some, some ideas there, right? Some, some concepts. So um, uh, let's see what else we might, might put into there. Um, well, let's maybe kind of stick with that. There's so many things that you can really do on dominant um, seventh chords. So um, I don't want to get that extensive with just one of the uh, examples here. I want to hit on some of the some of the basic chord types here. Um, so let's say um, let's say we have a, a minor chord. Let's say we have a, a F minor. Let's say we have a F minor six. So we play, let's say play the arpeggio. And then maybe make a pentatonic scale out of it. So I put the 11 in. So it's a minor six pentatonic. Okay. Um, so now we have pentatonic six. What we're basically doing is adding a note to the pentatonic, um, uh, which you might conceptualize as a um, uh, a pentatonic scale with a passing tone or or just six note scales. So uh, we talked a little bit about hexatonic scales so this would kind of fall into that that range but the pentatonic is kind of our, our source and we have kind of specific things we're trying to do here. Um, okay so we have F minor six. Okay. Alright so what are we going to do with with uh, connecting tones, well, we could connect up to let's say, well, a couple couple different ways we could do this. Let's start. Well, let's just start with the, th the third. So, kind of pointing at the third. Okay. So we've got a tone between the root and the, the flat third, and it's that uh, that's a nine. So we're getting kind of a nine. Um, sound on that. Okay. Um, now let's say we connect passing tone in between the, the fifth and the sixth. Now that gets into a little bit of a problem, right, because we're going to end up with our, our passing tone on the beat. So let's, 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 let's figure that out. So this is another one where maybe the order uh, might help us out, um, or it just might not work quite as well. And you might abandon it, but let's see. So we have one and two. So that's a little bit of a problem there, is that we have three, So that's going to come on the beat. Okay. So it's not going to work out quite as well. So let's look at the seven. Okay. So one, one, and two, and three, and four. There we go. Okay. So that makes sense. So that's, that's a, um, uh, you know, major seven. And 
So if you're doing kind of a tonic minor, that, that could work. Another one where you might might go. Okay. And we're getting the four again on, on one of those strong beats. So just kind of be aware of that. Um, so I went up with a major seven down with a flat seven. You could do either one both directions. Kind of depends on what kind of chord you're using or what the circumstance is of the harmony. But it still has some open kinds of uh, sounds there. All right, and then again, you could kind of play with the order, uh, you know, so maybe. And then it starts to really sound more like, you know, more like a, a, a line that you might play or a, a melody. So um, mixing up the order of the notes, definitely, I think, a, a good thing. So changing, um, let's say, the iteration of of it so um so we get me a minor let's talk a little bit uh so we did a predominant so we could apply that minor to a predominant oh well, let's talk about that a little bit first so let's say we have um let's go to c c minor so it's another chord in this tune um, um if i'm remembering the name of the tune it's uh what is this thing called? Loves the bridge. We go to it. We have a two five, uh, one and B flat. So let's say, let's take this this chord. So let's have a, let's say we have the arpeggio. Okay, and uh, let's add the eleven to it. A few things here. So we could have the nine. Okay, we could have the let's see how that's about how that works out. One and two and three and four. So let's go with that. Okay, so moving again between that flat seven and the um and the root notes so with major seven connecting things a little bit. So that's another predominant. So we, we talked about um, um, minor as, as a tonic chord, minor as a predominant chord. So far we talked about half diminished as a predominant chord. Dominant seven, and we did include the flat nine and the, and the nine there, but yeah, maybe just to be thorough. So on there, F7, again, we could do all sorts of things on this, but... Let's say we just have the arpeggio of F7. So this follows the C minor, so. Okay, so that. Let's put a nine in. Let's do a natural nine. Keep it simple. So there we're dominant pentatonic. It's also related to the minor pentatonic. Minor six pentatonic. One of the modes of that, anyway. Okay, let's say, okay, well. So that's pretty cool. We just take the dominant pentatonic and we kind of create a little passing tone between the seven and the flat seven. All right, um, so let's get to the tonic, a tonic major. Um, so we do go to C and that tune. Not, not that we're studying that tune, I'm just gonna 
using that as an example. Um, so C major, although we might, maybe we'll do that tune in the, this month. I'm kind of looking for tunes. Okay, um, so we've got C, I got C major nine here is what I'm playing. So we have, I'd say, well, let's do an arpeggio. So that's C major seven. Let's do a C six arpeggio, so. Tends to be a little more consonant. All right, so let's um, put the nine in with that. So we got a six and nine, so it's a major pentatonic. We could add that seven back into it. Or we could, instead of the seven, we could have the um, five connect to the uh, six. Again, that's going to create an issue with how the thing's numbered out. And that's one of the things, you know, with this is that you end up. The, with the numbers, we're having this larger leap, so we're going right straight to another chord tone. So that's that's kind of an issue um, that we're facing here. Right. So um, so again, you could maybe try it out of order. Let me do something like that. That sounds interesting. If you slur it, it'll it'll come. It'll be a little more convincing. Um, okay, so we got that. Um, of course, we could put something in in between the third and the fifth. So okay, that's going to be a dissonance there. We could also do the sharp eleven. Maybe do natural eleven way down things like that. Okay, so there are some uh, concepts that we can use and um, apply there. All right, so this is uh, available as a um, live stream on the channel. I'm doing it as a live stream, but I'm also recording here locally. And um, with um, I'm, I'm working on that part of things. I'll talk about that in an update here soon, but um, so I'm using a higher um, bit rate for the recording, so the quality may be a little bit better. Uh, maybe more, definitely be more reliable than the streamed video, which I'll say is already fairly reliable, but um, sometimes things happen. Um, and then I'm uh, recording audio on this as well for uh, the podcast. So if you want to check that out on the podcast, you can do that. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for checking this out. And I will see you all in the next one.